0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of this podcast. My name is Robbie and I'm a film student from Limerick. Um, in this podcast I'm going to be talking about films, music and art. Um, It's called Robbie's Corner because my name is Robbie and this is my corner. <laughs> it's a stupid fucking name. Um... <laughs> Um, I'm gonna jump straight into it, guys. No fucking around, because a lot of people my age, you see it a lot, man. They start a fuck. You'll find this. If You go through Spotify or something. You'll see this, right? They they fucking start their first episode of the podcast by going on for about ten minutes about why they're starting a podcast, and you look and you're listening, going, mate, I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> Sounds harsh, but like, like no one knows who the fuck you are. No one cares about why you're starting a podcast. Just fucking start it and then let them judge if they want to listen. So I'm going to jump straight into this um, and we're going to, and if you want to listen, come and join me. Um, I don't know what this podcast is going to be totally, to be honest with you. It's, um, I know what I'm going to be talking about today. I know what I'm going to be talking about next week. Past that, I don't really know. I have ideas um, but the idea being that I'm just gonna see how I feel after this week, see how I feel after next week and the week after, and keep kind of going and kind of develop a bit of a bit of momentum kind of see how just see where it takes me you know see where it goes um and hopefully after a while I'll get a bit of a feel for it maybe if you wanna if you if you get a feel for it and you wanna keep listening, feel free. It's going to be a good crack. Um, And if you don't like it and you don't want to keep listening, that's great. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Alright. So, what I'm going to be talking about today is... Have you ever... How often do you take notice of age ratings in films? Most people, I would wager, don't spend that much time thinking about it. When I was young, right... I used to assume that the way it worked... And when I talk about age ratings... I mean here in Ireland it's G, PG, 12s, Fifteen and 18s. Alright. When I was a child... I used to see this... And go... Ah, oh, fuck, fair enough. What, what, you, what, what it must be is... They go off, make this film... And a room full of fellas will sit down and watch the film... And give an opinion based on what they think, what age they think this film is suitable for. That's just the way I assumed it was. And I've spoken to a few people about this, and most people assume that that's kind of the way it is. It's kind of opinion based. That's not the way it fucking is at all. It's actually very far from that. See, it doesn't factor in as much here in Ireland, but most of the films that we watch are American. ...and are made in America. What happens with most of these films is... Like, when when I'm talking about this... I'm talking about any film made by a major American studio. So... Literally fucking all of them. So... A film made by Universal, Warner Brothers... All of them. The age rating is set... Before the film is ever fucking made. Ever. Sometimes it... (laughs) Sometimes the age rating it could even be set before they fucking write the film. As that's how, that's how specific this shit is. Like, if someone is hired to write a film, they'll be told, this film is PG. And they have certain restrictions that they can write that film within then, because this is PG. So, and some of this is common sense as well. It's like, you know for a fact, like if someone's hired to write Toy Story 5, he can't suddenly make it like fucking... Like fucking Pulp Fiction or something People shouting out fucking the word fuck Like it's a fucking volleyball <laughs> Like do you know what I mean Like that's common sense But this is the way it goes And it's made, it's set out before Before the film ever gets made Now I mentioned the way the system works here Is G, PG, 12s, 15s and 18s In America it's basically the exact same Except they're just called different things, right? So what they have in America is G, PG, PG-13, R, and NC-17. Now, what? G and PG are basically the same. PG-13 means that um, anyone under the age of 13 needs to be supervised by an adult. Same as 12s here. Then what R means is anybody below the age of 16 needs to be accompanied by an adult. And then NC-17 then means that no one under the age of 17 is allowed to see this film. Alright. Now, the rating I'm most concerned with here in this scenario is PG-13. Because to me, it's the weirdest one. It's it's a fucking massive grey area. Sorry, now this chair is a creaky cunt. Listen to this. How fucking annoying is that? <laughs> Stayed. Oh, God. Oh. When I'm talking as well, I like to rock back and forth. Is that fucking annoying you? I'm sorry. Hang on, I'll try and maintain a position. Alright. So, PG 13. It's the most awkward and strange rating, alright, so the way that works is, when it comes, because PG and R are fairly nicely set in place, right, they're fairly, they make sense, PG means it's usually suitable for children, like I said about the toy story idea, right, you're writing a film for Pixar, you know you can't say the word fuck, that's understandable, but you're writing a film, if you were to write, Like what's R rated. Super bad. And 21 Jump Street for example. You're writing one of them. You know what you're allowed to say. Fuck. That's fine. You're allowed to say as many fucks as you want. Alright. That's fine. You're aware of that. Um. But in PG-13. You're allowed to say fuck. Once. In the whole film. Which again is. Weird. Because like. Where did that notion come out of? Like. Yeah the word fuck isn't suitable for. 12 year olds unless they hear it once if they hear it more than once within a two hour interval they're fucking what's gonna happen (laughs) it's fucking it's ridiculous alright now you might be wondering what has to bring a film above if they can say fuck as many times as they want say here in Ireland what brings a film from 15 to an 18 in terms of swearing it's cunt Cunt. You're allowed to say cunt. You'd be lucky to get away with saying cunt at all in a f at a fifteen here in Ireland. You'd be very lucky. If you want a good example of this, um, look at the f- films, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. Right, those three films. They use cunt increasingly more and more as those three films go along. Um, and they actually changed the standards in England at least anyway, it's kind of different here, here. Um they changed the standards cunt is used once in Sean the date and they were allowed to keep it at a 15 because it was used playfully context is important um, there's a fucking f- a fucking hilarious fucking video if you find it on the internet of Edgar Wright reading out this email that the British classification board sent him about how many times he was allowed to use the word cunt in in the film The World's End. They're describing all these scenarios where it wouldn't be okay at a 15. And they're describing all the scenarios where it would be. And basically it comes down to context. Playfulness is... So in Sean the Dead for example, Ed says, can I get any of you cunts a drink? So that's playful and that's fine. But what's the 18s? Wolf of Wall Street, for example. Now, that's 18s for many other reasons. Um, but there's a scene in that where he punches his wife in the stomach and says, don't touch me, you fucking cunt. That brings it up straight away. That's, like, automatic. Forget about the rest of that film. That brings it straight up. Like, that's it. Do you know what I mean? That's clearly a violent context. There's nothing playful about that. Straight up to 18. Now, fun fact. Here in Ireland, we're actually... <coughs> when it comes to age ratings... ...here in Ireland... ...we're actually a lot more... ...fucking... ...open... ...and liberal about... ...swearing... ...not with everything else... ...but violence... ...we're not great... ...we're not as good... ...usually... ...you'll see this... ...if you look at... ...if if you're... ...Irish or English... ...if you look at your DVDs... ...you'll notice... ...that sometimes... ...Irish films are 18s... ...where an English film is 15... ...and it's rare... ...it's the opposite way around... ...and if it is the opposite way around... ...if it's 18s in England... And 15s in Ireland. That is more or less guaranteed because of the swear. Because <laughs> it's kind of part of our fucking culture here in Ireland to be honest. like It is in England as well but fucking we curse better. <laughs> We're better at cursing. Um, good example is the film Frost Nixon. As far as I know that film is 15s in England. Because I think they say fuck like four times. And here in Ireland it's PG. So, I mean, go us for that, like... Which is fucking fair. What, like... Do you think fucking children don't hear curses ever? It's fucking ridiculous. It's nonsense. But anyways, back to America with PG-13. They're allowed to fuck once in a PG-13 film. Right? Now, that's fine. You can, I can rack my brain around that. You can get your head around that easy, right? But it's when you factor in all of the other strange rules that are fine but saying fuck more than once is like a big no-no prime example is fast and furious right all of the fast and furious films to the best of my knowledge all of them are pg-13 right none of them are R. now in those films there's all sorts there's violent scenes there's fucking you know a lot of crime and fucking drag racing and shit right but in all those films, you'll see that. Flick on any Fast and Furious film, any of them, and what you'll see is like ridiculous, almost nonsensical levels of mm, like mild nudity, right? So you'll see fucking it'd be Vin Diesel in a car, and I see a woman leans over, staring into him, wearing a bikini, basically half shaking her tits in his face, right? And that's fine. That is fine. You can have a girl in a bikini. Sitting in a man's lap. And grinding on top of his lap. Grand. But if she says the word fuck. More than once. Nah. That is, this is not suitable for children. Like it's nonsense. It is flat out fucking nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. Now. For me. The quintessential. Height. Of the nonsensical nature of the pg-13 rating is the film the dark knight now you've probably seen the dark knight in the dark knight there's some intense fucking scenes in that film that's like (sighs) a man gets half his face burnt off and holds a gun to a child's head and makes his family watch as he tries to murder him that's fine that's grand but he can't say fuck. Oh god forbid he'd say the word fuck. Because, that's, because this is for children. Like what the fuck are you on about. Like this is nonsense. This is flat out fucking nonsense. Um, There's other fucking scenes in that film. But like you get the idea. Like it's fucking ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Like how many times have I said the word fuck here now. The fucking. The crowd in America would go. Would lose their shit. And it's. And. Well it's because of. Right and it's because of the Motion Picture Association of America MPA they're called right this is the system that they have in place and sometimes you'll find a film that uses their w- you'll find this as well as sometimes you'll notice this now you've probably never noticed this until I've said it now you'll probably start noticing this Sometimes films will use their one fuck to their advantage, which is unreal. When a film does that properly, I'm all for it. Like you know what I mean? Um, think of the best examples. Um, sometimes you see a film will waste it. Like you'll just hear a character vaguely just go, "Ah oh, fuck," and you're like, "Going, what a fucking waste that was." Um, what else is there? Probably the best use ever. ...in film is Anchorman... ...in the film Anchorman... ...Ron Burgundy looks down the lens and says... ...I'm Ron Burgundy... ...go fuck yourself San Diego... ...and it's the big turning point in the whole film... ...and you feel it like he... ...and that's the thing as well... ...when no one is cursing throughout the whole film... ...and then someone curses once... ...you feel it a lot heavier... ...you might notice it... ...consciously... ...but there's something about it... ...when Ron Burgundy says... ...go fuck yourself San Diego fucking, you fucking, there's a moment of, Jesus, <laughs> and you don't even fully realise it, until it's, until you take notice another but again because that's the big turning point in the whole film, that's, then after that he gets sacked, and then he ends up half homeless he ends up an alcoholic, and that's the big turning point in the whole film, it's fucking genius, and you feel it, like you fucking because it's such a, and it hits you like a punch in the chest, that does. It's great. Another one of the fucking best examples of utilising their one fuck and it making no sense that they're only allowed to say fuck once is breaking bad. Breaking bad is This shocks people when I point this out to Breaking Bad or were only allowed to say the word fuck once every season. Once. Breaking bad. <laughs> breaking bad was only allowed to say fuck. Once per season. If you watch Breaking Bad. You probably think I'm lying to you right now. Because if, if you haven't noticed this. You haven't fucking noticed it. Alright. It was ridiculous. There was a certain amount of words. That they were allowed to use. They were allowed to use. Bitch. And shit. And what becomes Jesse's fucking catchphrase? Bitch. Jesse's. Yo get it me bitch. It becomes his fucking catchphrase. He says bitch always. Because they're allowed to say bitch as much as they want they can't say fuck they fucking use this to their advantage like mad cunts right i just said cunt there now that's it this is 18 this podcast is 18s i must put a fucking explicit warning on this breaking bad some of their most iconic moments are the use of the word fuck mild spoilers here very mild very mild now but just be careful so um what is it when he says fuck you to gretchen that's like one of the moments of, Jesus fucking Christ, when he that the scene where he leans over the table and just goes, fuck you. Like, that's a big moment. What else? I fucked Tate, it's a big one. And my own personal favourite is, uh, my name is Asak Schrader and you can go fuck yourself. That's one of my favourite lines in the whole fucking thing, that's fucking great. Um, but yeah, because of the time of day they were on, they were only allowed to use one fuck per season. It was after the first season, actually. The first season, they were allowed to say fuck. There's about four or five. But after the first season, I think their time got changed. Because of their time. So, because of the time of day, they were only allowed to say fuck once in a season. Which sounds like that makes sense. Until you fucking think about everything they were allowed to do within their time slot. And suddenly, the word fuck is suddenly not alright. Like, there's a scene. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a scene where a man has his throat slit with a box cutter alright and you, you fucking and you watch him bleed out and you listen to him as he gargles for breath as he bleeds out on the floor that's fine oh that's grand but god forbid anyone in that room says the word fuck cause that, because death because what parents might complain like what the fuck how did this happen how the actual fuck did that happen that sounds like it might be a rhetorical question. But it's not. I have the answer. Dramatic pause. And what is the answer? It is George fucking Lucas. Dramatic pause. <laughs> um George Lucas is the reason why this happened. All right. So, I'm gonna leave it there for a second, lads. I'm gonna do a little intermission or an interval there to give you a little break. Why am I doing an intermission? Usually, they would in in like a uh, at like a uh, stage play or something. They'd do a little intermission for you to go and take a pace or get a pint. But this is a podcast. You can pace whenever you like, and if you want a pint, you can just go get one. So there's literally no point for me to be doing the, doing an intermission, but I want to do one. Usually, this is where they might, where in a podcast they might put an advertiser in, but I haven't got any fucking advertisers, do I? So, <laughs> so, um, so as I said earlier, this is uh, this is my podcast it's called Robbie's Corner because this is my corner, and I don't know why I thought that was a good idea for a name. But I just like the idea of having, I just like the idea of this being my space, Uh, where I just do what the fuck I like, talk about what I like and what I'm interested in and stuff like that, and people who want to listen to that kind of thing, feel free to fucking join, and if you don't like it, that's fine, just leave my corner, it's grand, this is my corner, I'm just going to be stood here, preaching my nonsense, (laughs) And if you don't like it, no hard feelings, bud. So, if by now you're listening to this going, this is shit and you want to leave, feel free. Don't worry about it. No hard feelings. I don't care. But, if you want to stay, you're fucking more than welcome. And please come back next week and tell your friends. Tell your friends who you think might also enjoy this. Tell them. Let them know. Let them know where I am. Send them my way. Um, I don't expect much, I don't have much of a fucking ambition for this, Um, to be honest, I don't have much, <sighs> yeah, I don't have much ambition for this, like, this is just me talking about the weird shit that I want to talk about, Um, so if there's only three people in the whole world listening to me, I'll be fucking delighted, if there's ten people, I'll be delighted, so if you're enjoying this and you want to keep listening, tell some of your friends, Bring some of your friends along. We'll have a nice little community going. And similarly, if you don't like it, that's grand. You may leave. I don't care. This is just, this is for people who enjoy this kind of thing. And if you don't enjoy this kind of thing, that's no hard feelings. It's no sweat off my back. Do you know what I mean? Just, uh, I'm sure you're a sound person, so I'll leave you off. (laughs) But, one thing I will ask you if you plan on leaving now, one thing before you go. If you're listening to this going, this is a crock of shit, he's talking nonsense, this fucker is just talking about age ratings, who gives a fuck about age ratings, I want to listen to the two Johnnies, grand, but if you're listening, and you're listening to this, but, but, but if you're listening to this and you're going, this is the type of shit that Jonathan listens to, who's Jonathan? Send Janton my way before you go. That's all. If you have a friend called Janton Who enjoys this kind of shite. Send Johnton my way. Say Janton, there's a fucking twat on the internet. Talking absolute nonsense about age ratings. You'd probably like him. I think he's shite. And send him my way. And if you're Johnton who's been sent here. Welcome Johnton. I hope you're enjoying yourself Johnton. Alright. That's my uh, intermission over. It's my, it's me begging, begging for friends. <laughs> All right. So George Lucas, before we left for the break, let <laughs> well, do it previously. <laughs> so George Lucas, and the PG thirteen rating. So the PG thirteen rating didn't always exist. You'd be shocked to hear. It used to be, like I said, it used to go G, PG, R, and I don't think it was NC seventeen at the time. I think it might have been. There was at one point, I think it was X. Uh, I think X might still exist for porn. I'm not sure. Let's. I'd have to fucking double check that now. Sorry about this, but th- there wasn't a PG thirteen on pre. 1985 I believe. There was no PG-13. Now these ratings started in the 1940s. Before this there was a thing called the Hayes Code. Now that's a whole other fucking thing. I I won't get into that. But these were. This was the way it went. It went G, PG, R and NC-17. Right. Now that makes sense. Like I said earlier on. Now those. There's no grey areas there really as such on the nose anyway right like PG-13 is a grey area it's like a fucking it's like a fu- it's it's just ridiculous it doesn't make any sense like I said so no, there was no grey areas before seemingly but there was there absolutely fucking was right but they didn't show up for a while It, do you know what I mean it didn't become a problem for a while Right. So you would have had films that were catered towards children. And films that were catered towards older audiences. Right, That just makes sense. Now the PG-13 rating came into existence because of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Now... Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom... If you've seen any Indiana Jones film and you're Irish, it's probably that one. If you're Irish and you've seen any of them, it's more than likely going to be that. Because for some reason, that's the one that's always on RTE. I didn't see the other, t- the other two, or the other three actually. I didn't see the other three until I was until I was about 16. But I would have seen that one a handful of times when I was a child. Because it was always on RT for some reason. I don't know why that was the one. Um, Generally, it's the one that people like the least. Generally. But to be honest, it's... To be honest, it's kind of my favourite one. It's... It's Steven Spielberg's least favourite. It's Jarvis Luke's least favourite. It's all the fucking... All the nerds on the internet. It's all their least favourite. But There's something about it. Because I would have watched it when I was young. There's something about it. It's... I don't know. I have good memories of watching that film as a child. And it's kind of my favourite. I just like it. It's... It's seen as the darkest one, and it is, but it's fucking... It's the cheesiest one as well. They're very cheesy films, like... Do you know what I mean? People take them very fucking seriously. Like, the... What was the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was the latest one. People were giving out that none of it made sense, and it was too cheesy, it was too over-the-top. I'm like, go lads... Take a look at the old ones. They're fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I fucking... I love Indiana Jones, don't get me wrong, but they're fucking ridiculous. Like, they are, like... Temple of Doom, for example... There's a scene where they're in a, they're, they jump out of a plane, in a fucking lifeboat and land in snow, and they're grand. <laughs> like, n- like literally fucking grand. It's like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like people are acting as if Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was after a fucking breaking all the logic that was previously established. I mean, come on, let's, like, look at the other ones for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? But Temple of Doom is the reason why the PG-13 rating exists in the first place now you may be wondering why how will I start this so the Indiana Jones films are directed by as I said Steven Spielberg right but they're written by George Lucas right George Lucas they're pretty much George Lucas's films Um, Steven Spielberg on those films even though he's famous for making them he really was a director what's known as a director for hire on those films and um, if you don't know a director for hire is essentially when someone else has a vision for a film but they themselves they're not a director or they don't think they have the skill to direct it they'll hire someone else to direct the film for them Or if they don't have time to direct it. A good example is Marvel. Pretty much all the Marvel films, more or less, are pretty much all of them. Everyone who directs a Marvel film is essentially a director for hire. They're all basically Kevin Feige's films, and he doesn't direct a single one of them. So, that's essentially what a director for hire is. And Steven Spielberg is what's known as a director for hire on Temple of Doom. And all the Indiana Jones films, right? he was best friends with George Lucas and George Lucas and Steven Spielberg came up with the idea for Raiders of the Last Ark and George Lucas thought of the whole thing and he wrote the original film and Spielberg directed it now George Lucas, a bit about him you know George Lucas, let's see. he's the creator of Star Wars, he's a fucking billionaire, you know what I mean his influence on the history of film is just it's it's unrefutable really like you can't really deny the level of impact that man had on films like it's pretty much next fucking level there you, you could make a fair case to say that he might be the most influential person in the history of of film in general and the amount of films he actually directed is very few do you know what i mean? But all of the films Like he only directed of the original Star Wars films, he only directed one. But they're his films. Do you know what I mean? They're his. Like they're his babies, more or less. And Indiana Jones is the same thing. Steven Spielberg and George Lucas were part of what was known as the movie Brats. The, if if you don't know, the movie Brats were they were the most famous and most successful directors. During the 70s and the 80s, famous movie brats. So, you had George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, Brian De Palma, Francis Ford Coppola, Ron Howard. That kind of it. I might be missing a few. Brian De Palma, did I say him? Um, they were just, they were just, and they were all friends with each other, and there was a kind of a thing going on with them all. They were all trying to basically one up each other, more or less. And they were always, they always showed each other in other's films before they came out. They'd always give each other notes and they'd always try to one up each other. And it was a real kind of competitive thing. But they were best friends, all of them. They were very close. And George Lucas was one of them. So he's making the film Return of the Jedi. He is obsessive. This is in nineteen eighty-three. He is obsessed with this film. And like like I said, he was working on the closing chapter to what was soon to be a fucking religion. So the whole world was like, When's it? When's it coming out? When's it coming out? When's it coming out? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And he is feeling the pressure of it. He is massively feeling the pressure of this film. Massively. And at this stage he's married. And I think he had a child and everything at this point. And he's spending his entire time working on this new fucking film. And this in turn. This is just what I read on the internet. But this in turn is what forced his wife to leave him and divorce him. Now, this is just what I've read. Maybe there's other reasons for why they got divorced. Maybe, but I've read this that this is the narrative that's out there. I know when it comes to things like that, you always have to take that kind of t- thing with a pinch of salt. Like people love stories. People love to hear, "Oh my God, she left him because he was a prick. He was obsessed with Star Wars." But there could have been fucking many reasons. Lad. It's for other people's lives. Like it's none of our business, really. But anyways, so she leaves him before the film comes out. And you can only fucking imagine. It's a fucking divorce, lads. It's fucking shit crack. (laughs) To say the least. It's sad. Very sad for him. Sad for the family. I think they had a child and everything at this point. Sad for everyone involved, you know? So then, the following year is when Temple of Doom comes. then the following year is when Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom comes out, right? Now, Temple of Doom is a radical change from the previous Indiana Jones film, right? Radical change. And it's strange. And it was the last time I was watching it. I watched a whole lot of them there recently. I watched all four of them. And I was just watching Temple of Doom going, something is fucking up with this film. Something is strange about this film. I was able to put my finger on what it was. It was nastier. There was a there's a nastiness to it. That I just can't I was looking at it going this film is fucking weird. The first film it's it suddenly just becomes mildly racist and very fucking sexist. Out of nowhere. Like the first film. A lot of films. Particularly action films around this time. Can be quite sexist. In general. Just in terms of. Any female character becoming kind of a damsel in distress type character. And Indiana Jones 1. The first one. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is not that at all. It really fucking isn't. The main woman in that. What's her name? Is her name Marion? Usually that type of character is there to basically for the man to save. But she's smarter than Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones doesn't save her in the end of that film. Like, at all. He tries to, then the Nazis take him as well, and then they both narrowly escape together. He doesn't save her at all. It's very like the first time you see her is her in a drinking contest against a against a fella in a pub full of lads. The other fella collapses to the ground and she just gets up and walks off like very like things like Game of Thrones and shit like that gets praised a lot these days for having strong female characters and I would wager Raiders of the Lost Ark did that perfectly back in what year was that? I wanna say 81 and next thing Temple of Doom comes out now the woman in that is her name Willie fucking hell lads she is Annoying. And not in a way where. And not in a way where I just don't like the character. Like the character is meant to be. Fucking annoying. Purposefully. You're kind of meant to not like her. Alright. So you go from a very strong woman. Who can hold her own. And isn't just there for the man to save. In the first movie. And then you move radically. To the next movie. Where you have this woman. There's a scene, for example, where Willie's on the back of a elephant. They're riding elephants. And she won't stop giving out. Now, what's after happening to them, that is they're stuck in the middle of a fucking desert trying to fight for their lives. <laughs> right? And this woman won't stop complaining about how the elephants smell. She's just on the back of this elephant going, oh my god, this thing stinks. And she won't shut the fuck up. And she's spraying perfume on it. And the elephant's gone and she's gone this is expensive stuff just incredibly superficial incredibly fucking just a fucking stereotypical rich cunt. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? out of nowhere and it's just like why the fuck why the fuck have they made this such a radical change and why is this like wh- how has this happened? And not only that... It just feels like it's... And like I said it was nasty... It was nasty towards her... As well in many ways... Like that after that... The elephant blows water on her... And then knocks her off... And she gets soaked... And it just... There's constantly shit like that happening to her... That drive her nuts... And it feels like the film is... Like there's a scene where... And it's quite racist this scene though... To be honest as well... (laughs) There's a scene where they're sat, And it's set in India... And there's a scene where they're sat around a table. And they're just eating all this. All this different foods. And it's quite racist. Th- they're eating snakes. And monkey brains. And shit like that. It just feels like they're like. Isn't this the type of shit Indians eat? It just feels racist as fuck. <laughs> and. Um, but the thing is. Every time they bring something out. She's like going. Oh my god. Uh! And it look, it feels like the film is. Purposefully, it feels like the film is purposefully trying to piss her off and annoy her, <laughs> and it's very strange. But then I remembered oh, fuck, this film was written in the middle of George Lucas's divorce now. You might think I'm reading too much into this. And I thought I was at first as well. I was like, nah. That just seems too good to be true. That seems like it's tied up in a nice little bow. But I was like, it just seems too fucking weird. It just seems too... Nah, no, there's something to this. This film was written... He, he gets... He goes through a divorce. And a year later, he puts out a film... With a woman... Who only gives a shit about her perfume and her fucking clothes. In the midst of a fucking life or death situation. Where they're stuck in the middle of a desert in India. Like. It just seems too fucking good to be true. That, that thought that he's divorced doesn't have anything to play in that. So I googled it. And it turns out. He has since. It, he has since. Spoken about this. Right. He has since. Said. Yeah the kind of nasty mean-spirited streak in that film was fueled by my divorce that I was going through at the time he's said this, he's opened up about this right so I'm going, fuck that's mental but what's this got to do with PG-13? well it, now this is where I'm taking a leap No I'm taking a leap here. But there's a scene in the film. It's not just her being annoying. And all the rest of it. There's a scene in the middle. Of the film. If you've seen the film you know what I'm talking about. Where a cult are taking part in this big ritual. right? And as part of the ritual. They tie a man up. In chains. And they rip his heart. Out of his chest. And throw him into a fire. They rip his heart. Out of his chest. I don't think it takes a genius. To fully fucking. Piece together what I'm getting at here. He goes through a divorce. And months later. He puts out a film where a man literally has his heart ripped out of his chest. His wife says, I'm leaving you. (laughs) And a few months later, he puts out a film where a man literally has his heart ripped out of his chest. You might say I'm taking a leap, but no, no, it's not a leap. I'm sorry. The more I'm talking about it, no, that is too good to not be true, all right? It's like, (laughs) like... It's quite on the nose. I'll give it that. But. Th- this scene. Is in the film. And I full on think it was fueled. I full on think it's. A metaphor for. George Lucas having his heart broken by his wife. Now. Before I go any further. I want to give credit where credit's due to George Lucas' wife. Because I'm talking about her now as if she's just some woman he was married to. Marcia Lucas was her name. She's still alive. She is a. F- fucking Legend. All right. I could talk for ages about her and her contribution to Star Wars is legitimately, she's very much overlooked in my opinion. She had a major part to play in the editing of the original Star Wars film, which if you know anything about the editing of the original Star Wars, you know there was a lot of issues there. And she really had a huge part to play in that. And she had a huge part to play in the success of Star Wars. Huge part. She's an absolute legend. And she's very much overlooked in my opinion. Very much. Right. But Anyways, I digress. So, they put the film together. Right, and it's got all these things to it. It's, it's a lot more violent. It's a lot more gritty. It's a scene where a man's heart gets ripped out of his fucking chest. It's a lot but here's the thing was this film was meant to be PG so Steven Spielberg arrives in with the film says here you go boys and the boys at the MPAA are kind of going I don't know Steven I don't know I don't know if this is suitable for PG Steven's going what What the fuck you want to go this is PG, this, we decided upon this, this is designed for children, this is fine, there's no, there's no cursing, there's no nudity, there's no nothing. And they say, yes, but Steven, you've got a fucking scene here where a man gets his heart ripped out of his chest. This is a bit much. And there's also a lot of violence towards children in that, in that film as well, which is another thing. But they're kind of going, this is a bit much, man, I don't know. Eventually anyway, they settle, and the film goes out as PG. And there was fucking huge controversy about this. Right? People went nuts. Parents essentially went nuts. As always with any of this kind of shit. Parents went mental. Right? Parents went fucking nuts. Right? So they start going mad that this film was way too violent. Not appropriate for their children. And there was people saying that if you were to bring your child to see... Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom it's it should be considered a form of child abuse which is a bit min- which is a bit much not going to lie now as well I'm I'm taking out gremlins out of this gremlins also had a part to play in this but I think temple of doom is a lot more fucking dodgy than gremlins right so so they're kind of all going mental saying this film is not suitable for children this is not okay and there's huge controversies at the time. Huge controversy. There's also controversy, like I was saying earlier on about, about it being construed as being kind of racist. Which it kind of is. And I'm what <laughs> kind of I kinda of watched that film going, Jesus, this is a bit dodge. Um anyways, so there's huge controversy and Steven Spielberg pipes up and he says, Hang on, lads. Look, you've got a point. This film is quite violent. I put a scene in it where a man gets where a man gets his heart ripped out of his chest. Fair enough. This mightn't be alright for kids, this is a bit much. And as well, lads, if you go on YouTube or go wherever and watch that scene. It is a bit much. I watched it today in preparation for this. I was watching it thinking, Fuck This is a film for children, man. Fucking hell, Stephen, calm it down a bit, will ya? <laughs> but Steven Spielberg steps up and says, "Alright, fair enough. But this film also shouldn't be R-rated because this isn't for adults really, is it?" He's like, "Go on. There's a kind of a gray area here." And he said, "Well, why don't we introduce a new rating that would act as a kind of an intermediate rating for For films like this that seem to be in sort of a grey area. And they did. And then this happened. And then the first film to be released as PG 13 was in 1985. It was a film called Red Dawn. It was the first ever film, right? So, there you go. That's how PG 13 got started. Right? To be honest, I kind of think it was inevitable in many respects. Because with all these things, lads, when there's rules and regulations on these things, naturally, I, I almost think it's kind of a human thing that it will get pushed to its absolute fucking limits, you know? It'll get absolutely, people will say, but hang on, can I do this, can I do that? Wait, so I can I can shoot people without too much blood, but can I rip someone's heart out of their chest? It, it'll inevitably happen, where people will push it to its limits. So the idea of a intermediate rating, I think, was pretty much inevitable. Because that's just the nature of it. But. Similarly. I now believe. That PG-13 has been pushed. To it's utter fucking limits. Alright. Ignoring Fast and Furious. And how fucking barbaric that shit is. I looked to. Uh, the Dark Knight. Like I said earlier. The Dark Knight. Like I saw the Dark Knight as what 8. I was fucking terrified when I said that first, to be honest. Um, like I said, there's a film, there's a scene, a, f- a man has his half his face burnt off. <sighs> like, you might think I'm being over. You might think I'm, th- I'm reading too much into this. Or that I'm making a few leaps. And I'm making a couple of leaps. There's a few leaps i give you that. There's a few leaps. But. Look. It does make sense. Alright. The f- fucking PG-13 rating got to g- exist because there was a scene where a man gets his heart ripped out of his chest. The scene where the man gets his heart ripped out of his chest. I believe to be a metaphor for divorce. Alright. I hold that as fact. I hold that in my heart. I just believe that to be true. When I watch that film, I go. Ha. Divorce. I don't know what that says about me right in 1983 George Lucas' wife left him and now in 2008 we have a film where a man has half his face burnt off Then then he kidnaps a family and tries to murder their child while he makes the parents watch But he's not allowed to say the word fuck. Because that would be inappropriate for children. Alright. And I link it back. To George Lucas' wife leaving him in 1983. Alright. I don't think that's much of a leap. I think that makes sense. To be honest. I honestly in my heart of hearts. I believe that to be true. I take that to bed with me at night. (laughs) I honestly do believe that to to be the case. And... It doesn't make any sense anymore. Makes zero sense. And... I'm not saying there should be reform... There should be reform... Of it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think it needs to be looked at. And really the reason... I'm talking about this... Is because I believe... It's a form of... It's a form of fucking censorship. To be honest lads. It's... It is like... Like... You can say what you like about it, but films are catered towards a certain demographic before they're ever made. To me, that is basically censorship. Like, in that scene, like the Joker even. Like Heath Ledger now, when he's doing that character, isn't allowed to say the word fuck. But he is allowed to tell the story of when he was a child, His father, he watched his father murder his mother. And then his father went over and cut a smile onto his face with it with the same knife. Oh, that's grand. That's fine. No worry about that, Heat Ledger. But by God, if you said the word fuck more than once, you were in big trouble, Mr. Heat Ledger. It doesn't make any sense. The the, the, the the logic of it is gone, long gone. I don't know when the logic ended, but it's fucking gone at this stage. Um, and it's basically like Heat Ledger when he's doing that. He'd fucking love. To say the word fuck at least once. Christopher Nolan wrote the film. He's English. He would love to put a few fucks into that film. Put a few fucks into the film. He'd love it. (laughs) Put a few fucks into that film. That's funny. Do you know what I mean? And to me, it just falls into... Censorship, really. So... And... The thing with all these things, lads, is fucking overbearing parents win. Always. It's always the same fucking thing. They always win. Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, you have entire films where people aren't allowed to say certain things in certain certain ways. Because parents will complain. That is the reason. That's the reason. There's no other reason. There's no other reason why you can't say fuck. It's the fact that parents will go, I took my son Jonathan to see this film and they said fuck twice that's like that's the only reason there's no other reason like there's, there's like literally no other reason and it doesn't make any sense it's like like when it comes to film in in America censorship won it just won in terms of film in american film censorship won and it's 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 strange then when you watch a film that isn't american and some of the shit that happens in those films, you're like, Jesus Christ! Sometimes a fucking if you watch an Asian film, for example, like there's a film *Battle Royale*, which is essentially it was the original *Hunger Games*. Um, basically, you know, a lot of kids in an island, A lot of teenagers put into an island, and they all have to kill each other last one standing and wins. This was long before the *Hunger Games* book even came out, by the way. All right, long before *Fortnite* as well. And if you watch that film. After seeing Hunger Games, you think, yeah, I've seen that kind of thing. I know what to expect. This film is fucked up. <laughs> Some horrific, gruesome shit happens in that film. Very bad. Very, very bad. Right? But it's a great film. It's a very fun film. It's a very entertaining film. If you haven't seen it, I urge you to go watch that film. But you wouldn't get that in America. And I know that for a fact because they did make that film in America. And it's tame as fuck. You don't see any bit of violence at all because censorship fucking won because they were looking at the numbers said this would do well from teenagers and if this film is R rated we won't make this money back another one is um, if you watch a French film this is another thing if you watch a French film there's going to be riding in it that's just a fact that's just a fact of life French films are just going to have riding in them and there's no avoiding it really is there what was the film? I watched a Mexican film recently. Um, it's called Ita Mamatambian, right? The writing in that film, lads, is like nothing I've ever seen in my life. I was watching the film in... Puzz- I was puzzled. I was puzzled watching that film. Not puzzled by the amount of sex in it. That's one thing. I can get over that. But I was puzzled by watching the sex scenes and going, how are they not actually having sex? I don't know how. I'm convinced they might have been. I'm not even joking, you can try and find it online, you, you won't find scenes of that film on YouTube either, that'll be taken down, it's a great film by the way, directed by um, Alfonso Cuarón, and then after he made that he made Prisoner of Azkaban, it's a very Harry Potter like, it's a fucking weird leap. Um, The point I'm making is, in America, censorship fucking won, and censorship in any form of art. I don't agree with it and it's fucking stupid. It's fucking stupid. And it's simple as that. Alright? And if you wonder Robbie why is it so stupid? what what's stupid about it? Explain why it's stupid. Well I've just fucking explained it. Alright? George Luke's wife left him in nineteen eighty three and now Harvey Dent can have his face burnt off and try to murder a child but can only say the word fuck once. That's how fucking stupid it is. Alright? Alright, I'll leave you go away. <laughs> it's a weird note to end it on. Alright, there you go. I'll leave you go away. Thanks very much. I uh, love you all. Um, if you enjoyed that, please come back next week. I'll be talking about something different totally again. Um, Please come back. It's going to be a good crack. Love you all. Good luck.